I thought this was a feminist film primarily, so it was a big aha moment for me. <laughs> Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. It's a familiar story. A woman devotes her life to raising a family while holding down a full-time public service job. What's not as common is the sequel. Familiar story, too, in which she then reinvents herself, becoming, in just four years, an award-winning screenwriter and filmmaker. My guest's comedy screenplay, Bag Edge, has won numerous film festival awards and was a semi-finalist at the prestigious Sedona International Film Festival. Now, after winning awards in several European festivals, her short film Blood Buddies will be having its North American premiere in L.A. at the La Femme International Film Festival. It's a real pleasure for me to introduce you to writer, director, producer, Suzanne Moreau. Welcome, Suzanne. Hi, Joyce. Oh, it's such, such a thrill to be here. Scene one. Blood Buddies is your directorial debut. Although your film career is relatively new, you've actually had lots of background experience as a background actor. Is this what sparked your interest in filmmaking? I, I did spend probably a dozen years or so observing filmmaking as a background actor. And then I, after I retired from my day job, I started getting more serious about getting roles. And I noticed there's not a lot of roles for women my age. <laughs> Lead roles, that is. So I was thinking, well, do I have to resign myself to be being that odd-looking character in the background making strange expressions, or um, will I be able to get a lead? So I started writing, thinking eventually I might be able to write a nice little piece that would be suitable for a woman my age. I haven't gotten around to it yet, and I've been writing since 2016. I guess I got into it most fully in 2018 and started writing a very ambitious period piece set in the, in the 1890s gold rush, and that was just so ambitious. I just kept getting deeper and deeper and going on more and more tangents. So I realized there's no way this is ever going to be made unless I have a, at least a couple million dollars. And hey, nobody's going to bank on me at this stage. So and so I decided to switch gears and start writing shorts. I heard about the incubators and heard that it had actually covered filmmaking from screenwriting to right through the production and distribution and everything in between. And I thought this could be for me. So uh, sure enough, it was. I really loved it. Uh, I did the first group in 2019-20 and uh, was just thrilled with all of the mentorship that I got from each and every one of the uh, mentors. Once I got through that, I thought, now I have to make a film. Usually there are mentors or, or things that help the person along their way. Uh, do you have any particular individuals or groups you want to call out or suggest to other filmmakers as a way to get, a, get your start? Yeah, Cinevic was my start. Uh, I remember writing my pitch to them to ask if I could be included in incubators, and it was all about, oh, I'd never had a chance to do this before, and I don't even know if I can, but I'd really like to try, and will you take me? And <laughs> I got in. I don't think there was a competition to get in, but it felt like it. So there's no competition to get in to incubators. It's a wonderful program, and I've benefited so much from it, um, right from start to finish. Everything from screenwriting through all aspects of production, pre-production, post-production, and distribution, marketing, all of it. 
it's wonderful. It's such a great package. And they really sweetened the deal too. The last time I took it, they offered uh, cine credits for it. And cine credits are like, they're pretty quo pro for indie filmmakers because essentially if you work on someone else's film, they can allocate the number of hours that you work as cine credits and you can redeem those as equipment rentals for your own film. So anytime you work on a Cinevic member's film, you're going to be ahead of the game if you're an indie filmmaker. And I had some help with the directing from a couple of people who are actual counselors of youth, uh, Mia Golden being one. Susan Coe, who played the counselor in the film, is another. She's more on the acting side of things. So I felt quite supported and secure that if there were any kind of issues that came up, emotional issues or triggers for the girls, that they would be there to, to help them through it. Scene two. Blood Buddies had a pretty substantial cast and all kinds of cool cinematography. Did you jump right into it, Cole, as your first ever short film? Well, truthfully, no. It was my first uh, kind of very fully produced film with a huge crew and a large cast. But before that, there was the One Take Super 8 Challenge that Cinevic issues every year. And I, I was encouraged by Michael Corrigan to jump right in on that. And so I did. And it was amazing because it was a little nerve wracking because you take the film, you don't see what you're getting. If you've never used a Super 8 vintage camera before, it can be a little intimidating, but I just... I thought, okay, I'm shedding my inhibitions. I'm just going to go for it. So I dove in, thought up a little sort of a scripty thing, didn't write it down, coached my actors, and away we went. We just had a blast in an afternoon. And it, the result was Ersatz Cats, and it was screened with everybody else's for the first time. I saw it for the first time when everyone else did at the event, which was nerve-wracking because you'd have no idea what's going to happen. And then, crazily enough, it went on to do two or three more festivals after that, one in Toronto at the 8th Fest. So it was, it blew me away, like my no expectations. It was really great, really fun. So I really thank Cinevic again, and Michael in particular, for pushing me in that direction. <laughs> Scene three. Blood Buddies is not only about preteen friendship, it's about girls getting their first period. And that's a subject I don't think I've seen represented very often. What interested you in the subject, other than being a woman? It's an interesting subject to me because, uh, first of all, it hasn't really been given a lot of profile in the, on the screen. Um, female puberty has kind of been looked over, overlooked, uh, in favor of all of the stuff on the angst that the guys go through. And so I thought, well, you know, there's, an, there's a whole half of the population that's not really represented here. Why don't we look into that? And it's it's not so much the actual onset of Menarch, but it's the build-up to it. And and it's kind of a pivotal point in women's, girls' lives. It's kind of a girlhood story that I think bears representation in the media just because it's not there. And it's it's the kind of culmination of all of those, the you know, leaving your childhood behind, just like in all the other coming-of-age movies, switching gears into your adulthood, leaving behind a lot of the babyhood, but it comes with so much emotion and uh, so much attachment and those attachments can break and then they can reform or they can form elsewhere. And it's just a very tumultuous period and I think it's useful for all human beings to be aware of it and to feel some empathy for those going through it. Uh, <laughs> this is really truly life imitating art. Uh, as you mentioned, this is kind of a spoiler alert, but I think it's already out. 
the two actresses who played the leads, uh, Eva and Sal, are in real life and were before they were cast in my film, longtime childhood best friends. And they were cast as best friends in Blood Buddies. I won't go into the plot, but and plug your ears if you haven't seen it and you don't want to hear this, but what's amazing is that both actresses got their first periods within one day of each other one year after the production. It was kismet. Scene four. Did the subject matter affect your festival marketing? I thought this was a feminist film primarily because it's a story made by women about women and um, it would resonate with women and also be very interesting and intriguing for, for parents, which include men. But the feminist ones that, that I first sent it to started to slowly give me the rejection notices. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what have I missed here? So uh, I got in touch with one of them and I said, hey, you know, what is it about the film that you would you know, recommend I do? Because it seems to me like I should be hitting all the boxes for you. And they said, well, I think it's really more aimed at a younger audience. And I thought, oh, I didn't think I was making a youth fiction audience film, but I guess I was. So it was a big aha moment for me. <laughs> Tail slate. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us today and best of luck with all your projects. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and that's a wrap. If you'd like to find out more about Suzanne, there are links to her projects and social media in the show notes. You can help promote the talented filmmakers we feature by liking, subscribing, or five-star rating us so others can find their interviews more easily. That's it for now. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast.